Hey everybody, welcome to That Was the Worst Podcast Ever. This is where two friends sit down to talk about Sufjan Stevens. I'm here with my friend Jordan Clausen. Jordan is a worldwide renowned singer-songwriter. <laughs> He's uh, released multiple albums. His latest one, Tell Me What to Do, is out. And uh, what else should I say about you, Jor? Um, I live in Vancouver, Canada, and I like historical fiction and frozen blueberries. That's right. And you used to have a GeoCities website dedicated to text RPGs? <laughs> well, dedicated to like um, uh, Super Nintendo RPGs and um, computer, computer RPGs. What was it called again? It was called Xanthar's RPG Empire. <laughs> yeah, and, and actually the, oh, the whole man. website played out like um, like uh, an RPG, which by the way, if you don't know what an RPG is, it's a role-playing game. It's like Zelda, for, for example, is a classic. Um, but it would be like, welcome to the land of Lorcamere. <laughs> In front of you is a sign and three paths. To the left, Warren's walkthroughs. To the right... Rathjen's Reviews. Which, to be honest, on GeoCities would have been pretty innovative. Yeah, it was pretty innovative. It was... I had a lot of hits. They recently deleted the archive, so it's gone. But it would have been fun to check it out. Um, So I think this podcast is going to prove that you are very cool, but when people listen to this, they're going to be like, oh, he's not as cool as I thought. Yeah, well... First of all, thanks, just. Um, but yeah, I think that I sometimes, you know, I mean, the the few people who listen to my music might think, wow, he's so mysterious. But I have a lot of friends who told me that maybe if they had heard my music before and then they got to know me, that they thought, this is the guy who wrote these songs? I like, I just thought he was going to be so awesome, but he's just kind of, like, sad. And I think that's... what. What makes Sufjan so great is he's remained elusive. He's never done a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so here we got... Um, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to... That was the worst podcast ever. Here we have Justin Bills. He is a father of three um, little girls, wonderful little girls, husband to Courtney, um, pastor of a of a... Protestant Evangelical Church in Calgary, <laughs> Alberta. Uh-huh. And he uh, was born and raised in California, um, spent a bunch of time in Australia, fell in love with, with Suf somewhere along the way. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, and now he's um, in his office, um, and we're talking via Zoom. <laughs> so we're here to talk about our favorite artist, Sufjan Stevens. Uh, this is going to be a bit of an introductory episode. You're going to get to know Jordan and I and our reason for doing this podcast and why we love Sufjan Stevens so much. So this isn't going to be exactly like 
the podcast to end all podcasts on Sufjan facts. It's more so Jordan and I sharing our love for Sufjan as a person, his music, and I think particularly how it's intersected with our lives and even in our friendship. But that's not why we're here. We got to talk about Sufjan Stevens. So anyway, so George, should we, should we start here? Our relationship and our relationship to Sufjan started somewhat at the same time. So mm-hmm. I want to start here for our listeners to talk about our relationship and Sufyan. So I met you through my wife, Courtney. I was in Australia. Uh, Courtney and I, uh, we're like, Courtney and I were on a, uh, like a missionary training school in Australia. Mm-hmm. And I was the long distance boyfriend. And every once in a while, her friends would join the calls. Right. And the, I first met you because you would hop on the phone calls with me and Courtney long distance dating. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that vaguely. And I remember her kind of talking about Justin. I remember also Courtney was like really cute. And so, you know, when you're like, tw- what was I, like 23 or 24 or something. And I was like, when you're that age and then you meet a cute girl, you're like, whoa, what's, you know, what? going on here but then right away it's like oh no she's got this long this ld boyfriend oh wow so then i had to back off but i also remember her showing me this video of you just thrusting like a giant you know those exercise balls just thrusting your pelvis into um this giant exercise ball over and over again and that's one of my first memories of you actually and you're really skinny there's a (laughs) okay I was thrusting into an exercise Like, ball. you were just kind of, like, bouncing it off your pelvis, you know? Like, the front of your pelvis. Wow, I have no memory of that. But it does sound accurate to me in my early 20s. Yeah. So, uh, I have this very early memory where I asked Courtney, what did you do today? And she said, you guys went to the Sunridge Mall or something. Or where would you go? Market mm. Mall or something. Probably Market Mall, yeah. And, I go, and she goes, oh, Jordan bought these CDs. So I go, oh, mm. I go, what did he buy? And this is really, this is where our podcast journey begins. She says, this guy, Sufjan's, no, she says something like, it was like this Christmas album thing. And I go, was it Sufjan Stevens' Christmas album? And Courtney was like, yeah, I think that's what it was. And I had just ordered the Sufjan Stevens CDs that had just come in the mail, and I had this immediate thought, oh, man, this guy's pretty cool if he likes Sufjan Stevens. And so this is like 2006, maybe? 2007? Mm. Yeah, probably. Wow. What a great memory. Yeah, you don't remember... Do you remember buying those albums? I do. I do remember getting that box set. It was expensive, too. Yeah. And that was at a time when I was was working at a... I was like 20... 2006, so I was like 21... And I was working as a meter reader for the local gas company, making like 26 bucks an hour, which at the time was mondo money. So I would just buy whatever I wanted. (laughs) I just never even looked at my bank account. I would just be like, okay, we're going to Market Mall. There's this like $50 box set. It's mine. You know, I remember one time going to a music store just to look around and being like, I want that bass. And then I just bought it. Do you still have that bass? I th- I might have sold it actually. It was a, a Dan Electro base, but I yeah, but I yeah, uh, and that yeah. Anyway, so I bought. I was a big spender. What were you gonna say? 
Oh, I just I remember that too. I was living on a like donation income while I was oh. doing this missionary training school, and I still lived like that. <laughs> and I look back and I go, everybody was supporting me to kind of like do missions work and like help the poor and needy, and I was just like eating Thai food and like buying hoodies and stuff, <laughs> and buying Supi and Steven's box sets. And I was buying box sets. Yeah, it's really excruciating. To look back, and I would send out newsletters like. Hey, thanks so much for your donations. I'm loving it. And I was living in Australia. Um, yeah. yeah, it was good times. And then, so I ended up marrying who I just learned that you might have had a crush on Courtney. Like, wow. No, it was like a pre-crush. It was like, oh, who's this? No. And then you heard about the long-distance boyfriend, which I know you already have in your head, like, must be the douchiest guy <laughs> Huh. Like when no. you hear about like a cute girl that you might like and then you hear that they have a boyfriend, you're always just like, oh, who's this idiot? Mm, maybe, but then I remember I remember them talking about you like I would like you. I remember that was probably the first intro. Like you would really like Justin. He's really funny and cool. And he likes the same music that you like. And they're like, check out this video of him humping a, a, <laughs> an exercise ball. And you're like, yeah, yeah. this guy's great. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I prob- that probably would have been hil- hilarious to me. <laughs> so fast forward a little bit. I end up marrying yeah. Courtney. You missed the wedding party, but we got you to sing in our wedding, which I know you, Jor, this kind of became maybe... Uh, um, a point of contention that you missed the bridal parties, but you'd always wind up singing the songs. You're mm-hmm. like never the brides, never the bride, always the song singer at weddings. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's true. That's it's still that way. Ha- have you made it into a wedding party yet? Yeah, I have gotten a few. Uh, there was a long time there, a long stretch. For some reason, that was really important to me also in my early 20s. I wanted to, um, I'm an Enneagram 4, and so I really want to feel special. Yeah. And I mean, which is funny because I actually think singing the song is pretty special. You know, and sometimes they get me to sing my own song. Is there anything more special than that? But, I mean, besides being the bride. But, I mean, yeah. Um, but I know what yeah. you mean. I'm also an Enneagram 4. So you got, I don't know what the combo of two four is talking about Sufjan Stevens going to be like. It could be excruciating. <laughs> it's very potentially <laughs> eye rollable. It will be. I'm excited about that though. But I sang it. I sang a Sufyan song at your wedding, right? Yeah. So we asked. So yeah, it's a song Sufyan wrote called "Holy, Holy, Holy." Mm. But no, we wanted you to <laughs> sing. Going back to that Christmas album is Sufyan's version of "Holy, Holy, Holy," which. Mm. It, I mean, not spoilers, but that's probably one of my su- favorite Sufyan songs even though he didn't write it i love the version of that song mm-hmm. and so we had you sing that at our wedding but that wasn't the song we made you sing as we walked down the aisle oh it was everything by lighthouse we made you sing everything by lifehouse <laughs> oh lifehouse yeah <laughs> which is one of the most <laughs> excruciating memories i've ever had that i asked you to sing that song as we walked down the aisle Wait, we got married in 2009 it wasn't cool in 2009. Like, I don't, I honestly don't, um, I just don't know why we made you sing that. It's the, and not only that, it has that kind of like butt rock, like, oh, yeah, because yeah. you're all I want. And we made Yerging, you sing that. 
Yeah. How did you feel about that? I I actually don't really recall. I remember thinking, well, like, um, I remember thinking, you know, in a lot of relationships where people have really cool taste in music like me, and I know Justin has cool taste, sometimes it's balanced out by like a more, you know, what we would have called at the time, mainstream. Yeah. Um, and I knew Courtney was a little more mainstream. And so I thought, this is probably more of a Courtney choice here. But I am totally, I remember just being happy to, honestly, that's, it's cheesy, but I remember just being happy to sing. Oh, that's and, so uh, you And you had a friend doing harmonies or something too, I Yeah, our, we had our friend Aaron sing it with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, Courtney is more mainstream. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, That's like, such a funny word now. It's like, I'm the off stream, but everyone else is the mainstream. Yeah. And Courtney made me do Lifehouse at my own wedding. And I would have chosen the dress looks nice on you or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What, was, what was the song you picked at, for your wedding? Um, I actually scored um, uh, like a, an instrumental piece for Olivia to walk down the aisle to. Oh, and then my, my friends came and played it. But, I mean, I, I also like... <laughs> <laughs> like that's my job, right? Like I just write every day all day. So it wasn't it wasn't like that. Oh gosh. I mean, I think it was a really cool piece actually, but um, Oh, I'm sure it was. I just can't help but be like, I had Lifehouse, you <laughs> scored something. Oh, I just scored my own song for my wife to walk down to. Okay, so you sang Sufjan at her wedding. I think that's a good enough intro into how Sufjan has kind of formed our relationship. It, yeah. I early on we were both kind of like Sufjan's our favorite artist of all time like that's accurate yeah yeah and probably like like on our number one list of like somebody we'd like to meet or sit down with do you feel that way yeah I think so um I think well I should I should I tell you about when I first kind of encountered Sufjan yeah yeah how did you first hear of him so I remember I was, uh, I must have been, yeah, around 20, around 20 or something. So with some friends, um, my like best friend growing up named Jeremy, um, he was living with a bunch of dudes in this kind of like bachelor house. And one of the guys drank German wit beers which I was still on Sleeman Honey Brown at the time. So this was a real step up. I was like, this guy is super cool. He's a few years older than me. What's a he German pipe beer? Oh, you know, like it's like, it was just at that time, like anything that's just kind of like feels foreign or an insider or like fringy. I was like, that's super cool. It was like, I can't remember what, it's, what it was called, but it was. I think it's a popular German whip beer. Anyway, he would go to like the specialty beer stores and buy it. This is oh, like yeah. the dawn of craft beer, you know. This is when hipster, the hipster culture was just emerging in the world. And you felt flowering. so embarrassed to be holding like a honey brown. You're like, yeah, don't look at I me. Was, yeah. Don't look and at this, me. This guy's smoking a pipe, which also for like, you know, like Bible school students, super edgy. It's like I'm Tolkien talking about, <laughs> you know. <laughs> theological um, <laughs> insights. and So anyway, this guy was telling me about the music he'd li- been listening to. I can't remember exactly the conversation, but he's like, I got this record. Everybody's talking about it, but 
I don't like it that much. It's not my bag. You can have it if you want. It was a burnt CD, and it was Sufjan Stevens' Seven Swans. Oh, wow. He didn't, so I, he didn't he like didn't Seven like Swans? Yeah. He and so I was like, not very oh, cool my goodness. I remember I put it in my car. I had a Chevy. Oh, what was it? Uh, I don't remember. It was like a just a big boat car that I had, and I had a CD deck in there. I put it in, and it was like right off the top. I was like, okay, this is this is, I love this. Oh yeah. I, I remember there was just I I think also like, um, just being like an evangelical, at the time and being really steeped in that culture, but kind of like fringe evangelical. I was like, this guy, he's obviously religious, but you know he's doing it in this cool way. And it was, I was just, I was hooked right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially that album where that might be Sufjan's most overtly religious album, Yeah, I want to say. And growing up evangelical to hear music, to hear like somebody that is on our team but wasn't totally nerdy. Like, I'm not saying like on our team, like I still think that. But back then it was like, Oh, this guy yeah. believes in Jesus, but it's not DC talk, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and his music was really good. So it it was just it was like an oasis in a desert of shit, basically. Oh yeah, and and Sufjan had like I'm. A, you remember like back then it it was really revolutionary to kind of say like, I'm a Christian who makes music, but. I'm not like this isn't Christian. I'm, I'm music. not a Christian artist. Yeah, artist. And then like we we would just be like, wow, that's the coolest <laughs> thing you could ever say. Yeah. <laughs> like this is just a part of who I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, so you, probably your first song you ever heard was "All the Trees of the Field Clap Their Hands." Yeah, that would be. And then you, I could just picture you just being like, oh wow. And then, so how did your relationship to Sufjan kind of develop from there? Um, Yeah, from there, um, a girl I was dating at the time, her brother was like kind of like the, in our group of friends, like the music guy. He actually had a podcast where he would just put, he would just put songs that he loved about two hours of music. It was like once a month. I I used to get it. Yeah. What was it called? The New Balearic. The New Balearic, which that was a pretty special time when that podcast was out. Totally. I got a lot of new music from that guy. Yeah, and then I and I remember he was really into Michigan, and so then I, that that got me into Michigan, and I remember being like, "This guy is pretty special." So this and is before I, Illinois came out. Yes, this was before Illinois. Oh wow! And then I was living in Abbotsford, I think, which is a a, a suburb city, kind of close to Vancouver, and um, I remember here it was 2005 i think and illinois came out and we were listening to it with all my pals and we i remember listening to the records for the first time and we all i remember we actually said something like this is really amazing this is really next level oh yeah um and i feel like that was probably around the time where i was like okay this is like this guy is ingrained in my in my taste buds you know uh-huh. yeah yeah like sufian just at that moment in time, because it was kind of the folk, the indie folk thing didn't really explode yet. Like there, you know, like I remember when, um, like the radio started playing that, like, hey, I'm gonna do the do do do, 
ho. You know that? Oh, yeah, Lumineers, yeah. The Lumineers. And I was like, yeah. oh, no. I was like, folk be- is now, like, the thing. Yeah. But or Su- Mumford and Sons. Or Mumford and Sons. But when I first heard Sufjan, it was like, it hit everything in me. Because I think up until that point, there was kind of like a late 90s kind of indie rock and some Christian stuff, or you were into like uh, Christian hardcore was kind of mm, big at mm-hmm. the time, like Under Oath and stuff. Right. But hearing Sufjan, it was tra- it was like transcendent. It was like, oh my gosh, who is this guy? <laughs> but you know, they I've also been reading some stuff about like just how we ingest music and how it changes like with brain development. So when you're in your like early twenties, you know, for, from probably like the age of like eighteen to twenty five, like you're going to ingest music in a way that means something um, more impactful than any other time, you know? Yeah. So like what that, that time, and, and it's funny because we talk about it and we're like, oh wow, that was such a great era. Like the early 2000s, you know, I have all these records that will like always be kind of in my heart. Yeah. But I think it has more to do with just the fact that we were that age Yeah. when the, we had all this wonder yeah. and, um, you know, the, the, this learning center in our brain was still open. And I don't know. I, 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 want, I wonder if it was as special of a time as we think it was, you know? Well, yeah, because you, you can play Illinois for someone now, and there's so many tracks that are just like, and they're just kind of like, what, what the hell are you listening to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember... Sp- this is a while ago, but Spotify released this like study that most people were listening to music from when they graduated high school than like new music. And, yeah. And I think that era for me, the 2003 to 2007, I mm-hmm. find I still, I think because you go back to listening to that, it reminds you of a time where we were buying bass guitars and eating Thai food, and we like didn't yeah. really think about like having a mortgage or paying for weddings or, or anything like that. And we were just happy. And so you put on that music, and you're like, oh, remember when, when like I would go to Sam Goody and just like drop fifty bucks on a CD. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, I agree. And there are certain records like every once in a while I'll still put them on. I've I've actually as a also because I'm in the music industry i try to kind of have a discipline of of listening to new music because it's not always as easy as it once was yeah but there is always every once in a while i'll go back to like iron and wine are endless numbered days oh my gosh i was listening to that today (laughs) really i i don't know have you i was listening to sodom south georgia oh what a great tune and i was like this song is incredible and then the spotify algorithm put on uh, the winter hymnal that Fleet Foxes song right after that, mm, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Oh man!" And then it did uh, uh, an old Bright Eyes song. Did you listen to Bright Eyes too? Yeah. Well, the one record, um, "I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning." Yeah, that was that was it. It was called Luna. That song, I think that's what it was called. And for Lua. those Lua, yeah, that's right. Yeah. For those three tracks, I was just sitting in my office and I was like, music has never gotten better than that era, <laughs> which is funny because <laughs> we're both the same age. We're like 35. I'm 35. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So like 
when I was 20, a 35-year-old listened to the lamest music, and now we've created a podcast, and I'm sure, like, anybody under 30 is like, you guys are stupid. <laughs> yeah, and I remember thinking, too, being younger, being like, man, when I'm 35, I'm going to stick with it. Like, I am going to, like, always be discovering. Uh-huh. I want to have eyes of wonder when I'm listening to music. And it just is not that easy, actually. No. I don't know, like... Uh, for someone, especially, like, I'm kind of aware of that, too. I've, I think I've always been aware of that. But I just can't really escape that there is, there's this golden age. People get tied up in their golden age. I, I know. And actually, you, you were good at... You would introduce, like, a new band to me when you lived in Calgary. And you kept my tastes kind of fresh. Mm. But you moved away, and that's just dropped off. But I remember riding in your Yaris in, like, minus 30 degrees... And you smoky little ciggies out the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was always smoking. Okay, because here's the thing. When you talked about your friend who was, like, having the craft beer, you were that friend to me, just smoking <laughs> your little ciggies out your Yaris. Like, did my... you think that was cool, or did you think it was, like, what a loser? No, I was, like, I had no context for a Christian that could smoke. Right. Because right. a smoker, to me, was a sign of being backslidden. And this is going back to my, the language of, like, <laughs> my youth group. If you were smoking, you and Jesus were not good. But right. you were smoking little ciggies, and you had your <laughs> Yaris and your big Value Village code, and you were reading meters, and, yeah. and you were going to church, and it blew my freaking mind. But I just remember you'd be like, oh, yeah, there's this, like, new album I'm listening to. It's called Bon Iver. And then Mm. you'd, like, put on For Emma Forever Ago. And I'd just be like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) And then I'd just listen to Bon Iver for the next 10 years, and that's the only new music I've had. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That was a great record. That was a great record. How did did you first get introduced to Souf? Oh, yeah. I'd actually, I shouldn't call him Soup. How did you first get introduced to Sufjan? Yeah, respect his name. Yeah, um, sorry. Yeah, so I was in Australia doing the YWAM thing, and, and I was a part of, of, we were starting this skateboarding ministry to youth there, and I, I was supposed to be at this meeting to start this ministry, and my friend, my best friend Stevie was like, I got to drive to Sydney, I was in Newcastle, which is like two and a half hours north of Sydney. He's like, I got to drive to Sydney. I'm picking up my friends. He was from Maui. And his friends were in this pop punk band called Olivia. And he's like, I'm picking up this band, Olivia, because they're touring. And he's like, do you want to come? And I just totally blew off that meeting. And I mean, I didn't even tell anybody. Like, I, I was just a no-show. And so I was trying. <laughs> this, this is going back to how amazing it was to be like 20 years old. Like, it was so fun to be, like, such an idiot and, like, have no maturity. Like, yeah. obviously, like, you can't do that for very long. But that season where you could just, like, I just remember getting angry texts and phone calls, like, where are you? And just kind of be like, I'm going to Sydney. <laughs> and yeah. I just remember my friend Stevie had one of those cool friends in Maui, like your f- friend, the new Balearic friend, who always had, like, cool new music. And so Stevie goes, yeah, th- there's this cool guy named Sufwan. I, this, is, this is my introduction is we called him Sufwan Stevens, <laughs> which 
<laughs> Looking back, it's so funny to me because normally the pronunciation people go Sufjan. Yeah. We were going right. Sufwan. We did yeah, Sufwan a for a long one. time. I haven't heard that before. Yeah. Did you get his name right, like right off the bat? No, I'm pretty sure I said Sufjan. Oh my gosh. Sufjan right. Stevens. I mean, how, when like when it's just written on a burnt CD, how are you gonna know? And I actually remember the first time I ever found out what how to pronounce his name was at the. I saw him the, for the first time at this venue that doesn't exist in Vancouver anymore called Richards on Richards. But he was touring for Illinois, and somebody on stage said Sufyan said something about Sufyan, and I remember wow. being like, "Oh, that is actually how you pronounce his name." So you saw him on when he was touring for Illinois live. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Okay, we're going to have to talk about that. I've yeah. never seen him live, so I'm really jealous. Oh, I've seen him like four times, I think. Oh, man. Wow. Okay, yeah, we got to talk <laughs> no, about No big deal. But. So, <laughs> so we're driving down to Sydney, and my friend puts on A Sun Came. Mm. Isn't that weird? So Sufjan's first album, he, yeah. We could talk about how his actual first album was found in a dumpster in Brooklyn that was never released right. outside of Asthmatic yeah. Kitty, which I think is such a funny story. But his mm-hmm. first release album, A Sun Came, which we'll talk about in a future episode. But I heard the... And I was just like, wow, what is that? And we were, he's like, it's Sufwan Stevens. And I was like, man, this guy... this And... It, we are what we say. Just like yeah. that soft, like, we are what we say. And I was like, wow. I think it's what, what you say. We are what you say. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Jordan. Yeah. Sorry, you can edit that out. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's just, don't embarrass <laughs> me on our own Sorry, podcast. sorry. No, it's just, that's kind of like a dad, just like a dad thing. No, it's, yeah. it's who's the better Sufjan fan? And you just no, it, proved it, it. It just reminds me of like, kind of like, you know, when you get mad at your mom. She's like, <laughs> hey, what's that song? We are what we say. <laughs> you <know? laughs> You're like, mom. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and from that point on, I was hooked. And then probably from there, iTunes, this is 2006 or five, I want to say. And I remember just searching Sufwan Stevens in iTunes. And mm. I think Chicago, or sorry, Illinois just came out. Oh, wow, yeah. And I just hit the preview for the UFO, that first track. Yeah. And I that was when I was like, oh, wow. And then I dropped that ten, the 10 bones on that iTunes, and I've never been the same since. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so. that's a great track concerning oh. the U- UFO sightings near Highland, Illinois. Isn't it? It's a little oh, bit underrated. So but when I heard that, I was... It, I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, so that was my, that was kind of my beginning to Sufjan Stevens. And similarly to you, it was kind of like this expansive universe of here's a guy I can relate to that makes me feel deep mm. and makes me feel emotions. And I was also just loving like, like in Seven Swans, he'd reference Flannery O'Connor. Mm-hmm. I have had no idea who Flannery O'Connor was. So I order uh, a used copy of A Good Man is Hard to Find. Wow. And, it, and I start reading that. And I just felt like Sufjan made me feel deep and like introspective. And, and he, 
he made me feel all the things I wanted to be. And I just kind of found like I wanted to be like Sufjan, like this kind of like elusive, deep uh, character, you know, like I really, even yeah. though that really wasn't me, but I, it just really hit me at that time. And, and, uh, and maybe being kind of sensitive, just having like, I think just having like this sensitive music to listen yeah. to. So that was kind of our introductory episode on Sufjan Stevens, how Jordan and I know each other, how we got to know Sufjan. Coming up in this podcast, we're going to be going through his albums. So if you're a big Sufjan fan, uh, you're probably feeling like all we did was talk about ourselves. (laughs) And uh, I mean, hey, that's maybe what you're going to get. Yeah. (laughs) We'll talk about Sufjan more in future Two white guys talking about themselves. Oh, I know. Doesn't... (laughs) Just what the world needs in this moment. <laughs> yes. The world is crying out for this The world is format. like, could we just get these two 35-year-old white guys with a microphone in front of them that could just talk for hours on end? It's just wherever the world is crying out for this. About another white guy. <laughs> I think in your words, this will be the whitest thing we've ever done. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks, Jor. This is so fun to talk to you and talk about something that we love and and even going back to our relationship. So thanks so much for uh, doing this with me. And uh, I was really nervous to even bring up the idea with you. I was shocked that you were into it. So thanks, Jor. This was a lot of fun. Just any, of course, this is my, this is my, my, this is, I love this. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) Well spoken, Jor. Well, <laughs> well, that was our first episode. That was the worst podcast ever. Two friends talking about all things Sufjan Stevens. And we'll uh, hopefully get to you next time if we like this episode enough. All right. B- bye. 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 <laughs>